Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. The couch. Oh, the couch. Oh, we're back to the couch. God, it feels good to just be like, hey, let's record and not have to coordinate or worry. This guest star thing was a stupid fucking idea. And so you should just let me come up with the ideas for the show. I have all the good ones. Well, the reason I came up with the idea is because I was tired of just talking to you. And I was like, I need to talk to somebody else about these movies because half the time you're like, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Probably won't hear me say that today. <laughs> it's August 29th, 2021. If you're new here every single week, my wife and I, Samantha, watch a random movie or several movies from our massive movie collection. We just watch a lot of shit. We, we, we just watch things. We talk about our lives. We talk about the world. We talk about everything that goes on. Over the past, uh, we're coming out of Augie August, and we are now in just regular old September for part one of another crazy ass, I, I did a really poor job of scheduling this out, where it's like, hey, let's have to watch all the Mighty Ducks movies and have to like coordinate watching all these movies with Augie, and then we immediately go into watching six movies in a much maligned film franchise. Yeah, yeah, you suck, bro. I chose in our last reading challenge. Reading challenge, under the traditional rules, which I did win. So I want to point out, I won two out of the three. Um, whoever won had to pick a film franchise that we did not own to watch, and I chose the Marine film franchise. If you're like the Marine film franchise. I'm a big wrestling fan. If you're if you're what? brand new to this, and uh, WWE Studios, uh, their second ever movie that was released in theaters under their branding after See No Evil was John Cena in the Marine, and they continued that film franchise going uh, direct to DVD over five more films. Mm-hmm. So uh, today we are covering the first three of those movies. Uh, before that. We are both exhausted. <laughs> We've had it a weekend. We've had a fun weekend. Fun weekend. It was great. Uh, but we went to a trampoline park yesterday, and in 30 minutes I did more physical activity than I probably have in the past 30 years. Bouncing yeah. around, and my legs and my you body You made just... sweat puddles everywhere. There, shut that place down. You're disgusting. I sweat... Profuse. So bad. You, I, I think there might be something wrong with your sweat glands. Yeah, they're my biological father's sweat glands, and he's just a big, sweaty, doofy man. So mm-hmm. here I am, 
Yay. Big, sweaty, doofy man. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. Our daughter's been a little under the weather today. Uh, but we still had to like, run all of our errands. And we saw a movie yesterday as well. And I, yeah, so, so we have to talk about to, it uh, here on the show. We saw a movie yesterday we in did. theaters. Oh, we did. We saw a movie in theaters. We, we saw, saw Paw Patrol the movie. We saw Paw Patrol the movie in theaters. Which was the first time that we have officially become our parents that were dragged to a movie that we did not want to see. Because up to this point. Nah. Shut the fuck up. What? To be fair, we couldn't watch it here at the house. We need to have, we don't have the Paramount Network. We could figure it out. And you wanted to take Jillian to see it. She probably yeah, wouldn't have known it was out. She would have yeah, because she she's have. pretty observant in stores and stuff, and can and she's basically reading now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she would be able to tell. Mm-hmm. But all the kids' movies that we saw when we were kids, they weren't really like kids' movies now. That like normally try to have stuff for parents or adults, or just like for the whole family, like Pixar movies and mm-hmm, you know some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, Paw Patrol is a... There's nothing in this for the adults. It's a pre-kindergarten, essentially, like, show. It's on Nick Jr. It's not even, like, a regular Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So it's for the the two to five or six-year-old yeah. theater-goer. Um, so we, we took her, and she had a great time. She loved it. She loved she it. She was so excited. There was nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's fine. At all. It was it, fine. it it it's fine. did its job. It it made the the kids very very happy. And in that, sure. I would say it's a, a success. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't laughing. I tried to doze off a couple of times. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you did try. You so did you. For that. So did you. You did too. I caught you once as well. Mm-hmm. Um but ultimately We'll probably have to cover it, on, cover it on the show one day. We sure probably will. Because I'm going to buy it for her because I'm a glutton for punishment. And she's going to want to watch it again and again. Uh, just like the movie that we're currently forced to watch over and over and listen to over and over again, Sing. Which is a sequel coming out, which is going to make me fucking miserable. Right, which Jillian miserable. knows is coming out from, like, right Bono acting. That's what she wants. She wants to go see it. Yeah, well. She's excited. We're going to do it because we're good parents. Yeah, we're great um, parents. I did appreciate uh, how I just made this narrative up in my head that Paw Patrol is just a massive allegory. It is. For our current society, and Mayor Humdinger is basically Trump. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Paw Patrol started in 2013 and nobody could have predicted what was going to happen in our world, maybe it kind of did. I think it did. If Mayor Humdinger has been that way the whole time, then... He's mayor of the town called Foggy Bottom. Well, now he's the mayor of Adventure City. If he was such a shithead... Not anymore. They kicked, that, they kicked him out. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Good lord! You're just gonna spoil Paw Patrol the movie for Bro, all of our fans we... right out of the gate? How dare you? Sorry about that. Sorry about that, everybody. Okay. Well. And we can just keep going and going and going because Jillian just woke up. So what were we talking about? It doesn't matter. Let's just get into it. So we've watched The Marine... The Marine 2, and The Marine 3 Homefront. Next week we will tackle The Marine 4 Moving Target, The Marine 5 Battleground, and The Marine 6 Close Quarters. 
Um, the first four are in a nice little neat movie collection pack that I got for cheap on eBay because of our stupid rules. Um, so, Samantha, go ahead and read the back for the Marine 1, then I'll do the Marine 2, and then you do the Marine 3. <clears throat> WWE champion John Cena dominates the big screen as Marine John Triton. Wherever there's danger, Triton is usually smack dab in the middle of it, and he doesn't play by the rules. <clears throat> the Marine 2. WWE superstar Ted DiBiase joins, quote, the few in the proud in this explosive tale with white-knuckle action, stunning effects, and true heroism fit for the Marines. This fully loaded DVD brings the action home with six featurettes, Muay Thai fight outtakes, and much more. The Marine 3, Homefront. WWE superstar Mike The Miz Mizanin delivers a knockout performance in the most explosive, action-packed marine adventure yet. Well, those are nice and short and sweet Woo! and simple and no issues there. So, um, I had never seen any of these movies. Neither have e I. Even though I am a massive wrestling fan, I have my limits. Um, and, like, like, if there's one thing I don't like... It's bad movies that don't realize that they're bad and can't be, like, tongue-in-cheek at all. That, like, take themselves too seriously, mm -hmm. and they just they end up just being, like, a chore to watch. And that's what all these have been so far. Is Two of the three of these, to me, have been a chore to watch. We're going to disagree. Yeah, apparently we're going to be disagreeing. On that. Um, but... Did you have any notion or expectation to these? Like, when they came out? Because these came out, the first one came out before we were together. No. No. Not my kind of movie. It's not something I'd see. Well, I don't yet. know if it's the kind of thing, like, you're flipping through the channels, like, what's this? And then you stop on it, or, like, you're going out, and you're like, I want to see a... Me? I do now, but then I didn't know you in 2005. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Just checking. Uh, yeah, Vince McMahon is desperate to, um... Break into... Break into, like, movies in the mainstream, and, I mean, he famously in Beyond the Mat, like, we, we talked about in the show, mm -hmm. like, we, we, we're not a wrestling company, we make movies, you know? And then when he finally gets around to making movies, they, they're these, and they suck. Yeah, they suck. Uh, let's just go movie by movie, and, right, and it. tackle it. So the Marine one, I, I like this, this episode's gonna be interesting, because, so, these are... Each movie has a different "quote unquote" marine. Yeah. Um, whereas next week it's just all Miz all the time. It's three straight Miz movies uh, with more of a wrestling presence because these first three movies, the only wrestling wrestler in it is, is the is the Marine me. himself. Yeah. Whereas the next three weeks we're gonna have uh, other characters, one supporting, supporting character in the fr in, in, in four. Five or six in the fifth one, they just go full board, and then two, uh, the which one of which is the bad guy in the Marine Six. Okay. Um, but so, the, but, but we'll this is the, this is the one that was released in theaters. Mm -hmm. Like, has a budget, mm -hmm. has like 
people... Well, the second one does have... Well, actually, all three of these movies also... So, again, another difference is that these three movies each have, like, actual actors and yeah. celebrities big in them. big name, big name. As opposed to, I believe, four, five, and six is just going to be... Like, the wrestlers are about yeah. it. But the first one, you have Robert Patrick, fucking one of the greatest movie villains of all time, the T-1000, or the T-fucking-whatever. Second one, you got Michael Rooker, who has no idea he was in this movie. No idea. Does not remember Keep it. Keep getting at them checks, all. Michael Rooker. Uh, and then the Marine Three has Neil McDonough, who again is another veteran character actor. Amazing. Normally plays villains on TV shows. He was uh, he's so good. He was Dum Dum Duggan in Captain America. Uh, you know, like he's he's done. You've seen Neil McDonough everywhere. Actually, I think was he the villain in Walking Tall too? So it's not, this isn't his first, like, I'm a villain in a wrestler movie type thing. Because back then, like, Walking Tall was still kind of like, oh, the, like, The Rock was still the wrestler acting, you know what I mean? Sure. He wasn't Dwayne Johnson yet. Um, so, the, so the first one, I had hopes for. Oh, man. And I was immediately let down. Immediately let down. It's, this movie dragged from the very beginning. They've all dragged from the There's beginning. There's no chemistry between... The Marine and, and... And any of the love interests or no. any of the family interests. So like, I think that's there's quietly... There's nothing... Like, like it's so disjointed and disjoint, unbelievable. So disjointed is the right word and unbelievable is an even better word. I think that's the two biggest takeaways from the first one is that there's just fingerprints on it of like a bunch of different people and they didn't know what type of movie they're making because yeah. there's a lot of like, like a side... Like, Attempts at humor, right? And there's awkward like comedy, the romance, right? There's, there's the romance, comedy, there's action, action, action. But I think that the biggest problem is like there's no chemistry, and like they tried so hard to get the most charismatic person that they had at that time, right? John Cena, then Ted DiBiase, then The Miz. They're all supposedly pretty charismatic. Two out of three ain't bad. Well, yeah, <laughs> fine, but they're supposed to be like pretty charismatic, yeah, and that's what they kind of bet all their horses on is just that charisma carrying it through and it well, didn't because there was no connection yeah well now so they, they stripped any of that so and john cena we know can be funny yes well and like but the, the problem is all those anything. characters are all wet noodles like, yeah they don't let them do something anything like, i don't know many marines i don't think i could probably name one off the top of my head yeah you can they don't count <laughs> um, but actually, this is practically a perfect case in this in this scenario, because uh, they are right just like this wet fucking noodles. Whoever wrote these characters of Marines are just like, well, they gotta like they have the serious code, and they can never, you know. That's again, I've already like thought of two or three things why I like the third one the most of these three, and I actually think the third one is quote unquote passable. Is it wasn't just about a love interest; it was about family and. That uh, the Mrs. character was like incredibly flawed and was going through different issues than the other two were. Um, <laughs> I disagree with me if you want. I but, do completely disagree with you. But all the like char- charisma and energy or anything entertaining and exciting that any of those three actors could bring on the table is just stripped because these Marine characters just are fucking lifeless and. And mm-hmm. without any sort of idiosyncrasies at all. Uh, mm-hmm. In the first one, it, it just thinks it's really cool. 
Yeah, it does. It thinks it's super cool. It's super gratuitous for no reason. Like, I think we've talked about gratuity on this show. Sure. And how sometimes they could take it that far for a purpose. This was so unpurposeful. But, so here's the crazy thing about you saying gratuity. I agree with you, but the first one is fucking PG-13. Ridiculous. And that's the one that was released in theaters at a time when the WWE was not PG. But they released a PG-13 movie. By the time that the Marine 2 comes out, I believe it comes out in 2009, they just made the switch to PG and are not focusing on violence and and blood and sex and language like they are before. But then they have these two movies, BR, and they're hardly any more R. Like, honestly, I think each movie has, like, one moment. Like, like, where people are still getting, like, shot and you see, like, there's, like, more blood or more holes than there would be anything else. The first one... Like, why the fuck was that not just an R-rated movie? That would have been so much better. Would it? I, 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 I don't know, but Look, it's man, it thinks it's so fucking cool it's with its music. It's is cringeworthy. And then, like, the meta references about the camp counselor and the rock candy and... Oh, I'm not even there yet. No, you've, that's not meta. You know the definition of meta. Meta know. is like, ha-ha, wink-wink. This is, like, self-referential. That was just some bullshit background. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Uh, the fact that this movie was released in theaters and had a budget compared to the other two, you could have fooled me because it still looks so cheap. It looks so silly. Like the opening credits is like a superimposed John Cena in a Marine outfit against like a flag backdrop, like a fucking patent, and like all these bad like title sequences flying at you. It's just like, oh god, I can't believe we're gonna get six of these out of yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, and it goes way overboard right away, like trying to be, like, an 80s action movie vehicle for Cena. And he's just not that character, and he's just not ready. Yeah, like, he's not ready here. Both? He's, this isn't his kind... I mean, I haven't seen 12 Rounds either, but I think he's found his... He's a comedy actor. Now. He's definitely he's a, a comedy, comedy actor. actor. And he can still definitely. do action things, but those characters have to have some kind of flaw or some kind of comedic, like, peacemaker... Right. Type exactly. scenario to be involved in. But exactly. he's not... It's the same things. The Rock was very, very famous about... Um, like, The Rock was, like, struggling. Like, The Rock wasn't... Well, like you said, walking tall. Action. Right? Well, they also... He was they, the Scorpion King. They stripped Action. him away of everything that yeah. made him The Rock. Right. So, like, you look at, like, Get Smart. Like, The Rock was, like, 200 pounds. Like, he was thin. They were trying to, like, fit him into something else. And he's like... Just make me, the, like, the fucking larger-than-life person that I am. So he fired his whole team, and then he started, like, getting injected into these, like, movie franchises that were struggling that people were like, oh, a franchise I recognize, own The Rocks in it? Oh, look at him, holy shit! And then he went back to wrestling, and it all kind of fused, you know? I think the same thing's kind of happened with Cena, where it took that long, where when Cena started, the Cena was, ma- Cena was making 12 rounds, The Marine. Not like, really uh, things that... But the, when he started doing, like train wreck and Mm -hmm. blockers and stuff like that and getting in like showing what made him popular which was his sense of humor as a white boy rapper then (laughs) then it worked i forgot you and john cena go way back yeah john cena was my favorite wrestler at one point um yeah fuck you uh i'm sorry am i wrong you're not wrong isn't that what he called isn't that what he, was, he was? Oh, was Cena? No, Cena? he was basic thugonomics. Oh, was thugonomics. The, was the class he taught basically about what it was to be like 
a thug on the street. Oh, did you get an A in his class? Okay. Or a B? B plus? So, I... Did you fail? Hate you. (laughs) Almost as much as as I hated this movie. I just, I hate... Oh, it's your favorite one of the three, though. That's saying no, something. No, 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 it wasn't, no. The thir- oh, the third one. Of the three we watched so far, the third one was far and away my favorite of the oh, three. wow. Uh, which one? Just, just tell me. The it, second one was my favorite. That's insane. The second one's the worst of the three. No, it's not. This one is. Oh, my God, the second one's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You are insane. I just, I like Michael Rooker. He doesn't do anything. I We're like going to get there. We're jumping all over the place. This... Just screams mid aughts in the shadows of like new metal rap rock, angry white boy horseshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Robert Patrick introduction scene where the, he uh, steals like the diamonds from wherever they are, and you just get like, admittedly, like my favorite white zombie song. Um, like as he's just blow- randomly blowing up police cars and trying to be so fucking cool, and the camera's trying to do all these tricks, and you're just like, you gotta know that you're a WWE studio movie. Right. You know, like, it's just... And then, of course, it goes into everything bad about these movies, which is, like, over-the-top to a fault character. Like, the follow-up scene where Cena's working the security job. Oh, yeah. And And he throws him through the window. And he throws, like, the really, really jerky... You know, douche like douchebag guy, guy through the through window, the window uh-huh. and he has to make like jokes on his way out. Mm-hmm. And and each of these movies has tried to tackle the subject of what it's like for a marine getting thrown back in regular life, and they all just fucking whiff. Again, the third one, the closest, because the third one tackles how it impacts like your family, not necessarily like your significant other. But, like, the first one's like, oh, he can't find a job. The second one is, you know, he had a traumatic experience and he keeps, like, reliving it. And they just, it's so, like, they don't delve into it at all. Like, they just address it. And it's like, okay, well, we addressed it. So let's just have him now just being totally past it at all waking moments. Mm -hmm. And being able to Mm -hmm. just swan dive into a body of water at the drop of a hat as he's emerging from big balls of flames. Because that's the rest of the movie. Is just John Cena jumping into water. How the fuck does he not die? So- How is he still alive? The luckiest man on earth. All the fired explosions are so dumb. Never mind when he's initially chasing his wife getting kidnapped out of this gas station. Right, right, right. This isn't hyperbole. Hundreds of bullets are shot into this police car that he's driving. Uh, this is why he got, this was his audition for Fast and the Furious. It must be. Because this chase scene, I think that was my favorite scene from this movie, actually. The chase scene. And just all the bullets flying, and the car getting smaller and smaller. Oh, the chase itself, I the thought, chase itself was cool. I thought, I, I thought he was going to turn into a fucking Flintstone car. He's just going to be running with the steering wheel <laughs> like that, just running after it, because... <laughs> It just kept taking, the, the roof came off, and then the mirror came off, and then this part came off. It, I was expecting, it was hilarious not the spoiler four me. weeks from now when we cover Speed, I was expecting that funny black man in Speed to be in the car next to I'm like, take the phone! Like, <laughs> just like, like, just like heightening it. But no, the chase itself was cool. That was cool. And yeah. then, but it just, but I then, can only suspend my disbelief so much yeah. that the car has, has been shot into the air, it's on fire, 
And he, he flies, flies out, out of the car. Because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And he survives. Well, yeah. And is able to run. Well, yeah. At, and he also survived and the gas station got caught on fire and he ran out of that fireball inferno. This is and definitely... And then there was that other building that blew up and he was in the building, but then he actually wasn't and he survived. Like, he's a fucking he cat. He survives so fucking much so in this much. movie. He, like, and he doesn't even start limping. Like, he's not no. hurt, you know? Nothing. He's like... no. And I'd still rather see any of that than the negative chemistry his young tanned face has with his wife. Yeah. Like like it's it was, it it's was the worst part of awful. both first movies is in the, that, is that they have a trained actress. Yeah, they have She's been in other stuff. Okay. More so than John Cena or Ted DiBiase Jr. had been at that point. Okay. And they just expect, oh, good-looking people to sure. be able to get through it, and they can't. Yeah, because it's and not And Cena, Cena has no idea what he's doing in this. He's not my LVP uh, in, in this. It's so weird to see him so fucking young. Yeah. Like, this is almost 20 years ago That's at this point. They filmed this in 2004. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but... But let's, just, not, let's not take away the fact that constantly. the acting is only part of the problem. Uh, this movie is one of the worst scores I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. It's so wrong in tone so frequently because it's the tone of the movie is changing quite a bit. Because at the moment's notice, Robert Patrick can be a weird pervert and like like make, having funny make ups with his female companion or yelling about so the plight weird. of the black man. Uh, but like the henchman car scene... Where they're, like, getting the car for, like, their next gig. And, uh, what's his name? Uh, Morgan, like, the the very, very big black man, who is the only other actor I recognize in this movie because he was uh, in the first Matrix, is just, like, cracking jokes. Trigger and happy. Trigger happy Psychopath. and abrasive. And, the, like, honestly, the music is... Like, Bulk and Skull walked into the scene. Yeah. I'm just like, this movie has no idea... It has no idea what it's trying to do. What I think it's that's trying what you said to do. earlier, and I think that, that works. And, and every time they do try to randomly throw humor in it, it's just bad. Yeah. And they and like you said, they think that it's better than it is because it had so many swerves. It was like, swerve, the cop is in on it. Swerve, now the cop is under arrest. Swerve, not swerve, the movie sucked. Like, it, it sucked. Like, you didn't need to... Swerve it and yeah, you, you keep getting these little like interludes of the police like following this going on, right? And like the police detective is so uh, he's my LVP of the first movie. I thought he was one of the worst actors I've ever seen, one of the most unconvincing and boring human beings I've ever seen on screen in my entire life. He gets like three or four scenes where he's like, you know, oh, this marine is like bad news, or like we gotta get you know, these guys and. He's playing it so boring and bad that you just can only assume there's some reason as to why he's doing it. And it actually is that he's like try- he's like part of the deal for like the diamonds or the jewels that they mm-hmm. stole to like end up getting a cut at some point from Robert Patrick's team. He's so fucking bad <laughs> that it it really pisses me off. Um, and then when that stuff's not happening, too much of the movie's just John Cena running and looking around. Like, yeah. once, like once the actual chase is on, there's just stretches where it's just him going through the woods. And Yeah. I also did not like Kelly Carlson. 
who, pay, who played the wife. I didn't like her. I just didn't. And, like, I thought... I didn't think she just didn't have chemistry with John Cena. I think she didn't have chemistry with any of the scene partners she was supposed to do scenes with. Like, her and the bad girl. Bad girl. I thought that they... Those scenes between the two of them suck. So, spoiler, none of my LVPs are the females in any of the movies. Because... You're about to spit your water Oh, up. my God. Because <gasps> they're so poorly written and developed. I know, That but... I cannot blame them at all for giving what they gave, considering what they were given in return. I guess that's a fair point. They are shell. They're not even shells. They are... The equipment that would make the shells. Um, the one thing the movie does have time for, as you already kind of mentioned, is uh, one of the most asinine and random backstories that's shoehorned into a character five minutes before he gets killed I've ever heard in my entire life. This trigger-happy, evil henchman Morgan that we were just referencing, who is... You know, been the imp- basically the impetus for this whole. Yeah, he just so shooting at blowing. He just started up. shooting cops, shooting blowing cop. people up. You know, and when they hunkered down on this pier, what was that? Oh, the wharf. What were they? Yeah, I think it was a wharf. Something, <laughs> something like that. Uh, what the fuck? He gets traumatized about like his surroundings because uh, he's been referencing rock candy at some point, and it's basically assumed. In no uncertain terms, based on how he's made fun of, that he was, like, sexually assaulted as a youth at camp over some rock candy. Am I not out of line to say that? The the counselor had rock candy and offered it to him. Oh, but the rock candy was actually penis? I think that might be what it is. Got it. Got it. Uh, This is, like, directly before his incredibly anticlimactic death scene, where this guy, like, is built up as, like, the second big bad in the movie, and he's just gets his throat slit off camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that how you would deal with it? Huh? And then here's the maddening thing. This movie had one of the coolest shots I've ever seen in, like, a shitty action movie in my entire life, where uh, the... I don't remember who had, like, the diamonds... I think it's when I think oh, the, it's the girl. The girl. So the girl gets like basically ejected out of a truck to get hit by another truck, which is cool. It's always good to see like a female villain like taking care of a way that a male villain would be taken care of, and like the diamonds in her pocket like fly out. Yeah, like, but they fly out with like blood splattered on them from her body. It was yeah, was that like, was pretty cool. That's like some Django Unchained type shit, that you know? Was, like that was, that was really cool, cool done. That was a cool scene. And it's like where who. Who came up with that idea? Let them come up with more stuff for the movie. Because they, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, then yeah, we just go cool. into more dives into the water, surrounded by fire, and just such a fucking cheesy, schmaltzy ending, which is is exactly how all of these movies have ended so far. And they also end, like, you don't get a wrap-up or a follow-up. Like, John Cena's probably going to go to prison for a little while. Like, <laughs> like he killed a lot of people. They no, have no idea what happened. But they're, you know, we should, what was the line? Uh, uh, each movie has like a closing line that's just like a da 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 hey, the Marine. Uh, I know the second one is like, we should have gone somewhere else for vacation, you know? 
<laughs> or something. But this one is Never like. Never mind. I don't like the second. This one one's like this, this. one's like well, we should have uh, stayed home or something. Like I'm ready to go back. I don't fucking know. It could have been anything. It could have been any of those. It doesn't fucking matter. It was. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, I've blocked it out from my memory. There's nothing about this movie that warrants five more of them. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Absolutely not. And also, I also feel like they had in their back pocket the whole time, like, well, we can't make DiBiase John Triton, too. Like, we can't just recast, like, just in case Cena wants to come back, John Triton's still there. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I course. couldn't even tell you DiBiase's character's name in the second one. Uh, his character name was, uh... I know Cena's John Triton, and I know that the Miz is Jake Carter. The reason why I know that's because also the name of Vader's kid in FCW, Jake Carter. That's Got one of the worst promos I've ever seen in my entire that's life. funny. But uh, DiBiase, I have no idea. I don't know. Was it Joe something? I don't think it was Joe. I mean, we had John and Jake. Um, it was, uh... Oh, it was Joe. Joe, what was it? it was Joe Linwood. Joe Linwood. That's a mar- strong Marine name, Joe Linwood. Uh, but we're going to get there in a second. Uh, let's MVP and LVP, the Marine one. Uh, I think MVP is pretty obvious. It, yeah, it's Robert Patrick. It's Robert Patrick. He I mean, and that's that's not a ringing endorsement for him. No, no, no. I, I did like, I, I think that only he could have done the, like, crazy kind of like bipolar-ish kind of yes. up and down of this character, like, you know, shooting the one guy in the head and, and yeah. you know. He almost makes some of the stuff he does work. Yes, yeah. Like he, some of the stuff that he's forced to do work. This would have been a lot worse had he not been the villain. Yeah, and that's and saying had a something. lot of screen time. And he also was believable, like, so at the end, like, he gets, like, charred and burned up and, like, he somehow serial killer uh, or, like, like, uh, no, he, he, like, he horror movie. Terminate. Terminates like back into it. Terminated well, back into isn't it. Isn't there? A, isn't there a line? Isn't there like a tongue in yes, cheek? That's a did, meta line. During the the uh, that's what I had meant. That's what you to meant to reference for the meta line when in the chase scene. That's what it is. Like all oh, this guys like the Terminator, and he fucking and turns he looks and looks at the, at the camera. Windshield. No, he looks, looks in the windshield, which is looking into the camera. He looks in the rearview mirror at the camera, and winks, and then he turns silver. My my only note no, for making him Vicky was I mean come on. He's having fun. Yeah. And that's as far as I can give him. Like, yeah, but he's if, the only person I'd written down. Only person that even... If John Cena ha- had done this maybe ten years later, I think it, he would have done a better job. I so still so, don't think it's the right kind of role for him. It's not. Because he has, he has no ability to show his personality. Right. And even... so That's the thing. The things I heard about Fast 9 were this kind of the same. It's just like, it's just angry, brooding, like, quiet John Cena. Same thing with Bumblebee. Like, he still was doing these tentpole movies, but what are the movies everyone remembers him for? Is right. anything he's his fucking making people laugh movies, in? Yeah. right. This Vacation Friends looks good, too. Yeah, it's gotten good reviews. Yeah, he's so, supposed to be great in it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm, because, I'm for it. And that's the same thing with The Rock. Like, people know The Rock as, like, the Scorpion King, whatever, but... Like people love The Rock for his comedy movies. Well, be, well, The Rock brought his personality into the action movies. So like when he's doing Pain and Gain, and he's yeah. doing well, yeah, Fat, the yeah. Fast series, and when he's doing Skyscraper and stuff, like he's he's just the Rock in everything. Cena is being Cena in everything now, and that but, and that's but what but needed that's to be works. done. That's what works. That's what works. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather that than fucking this. this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like I said, he's not my LVP. Not my LVP for this movie would be the guy that played the fucking detective, fucking Van Buren, the, uh, uh, Jerome, Jerome Erlers. 
Detective Van Buren. I mean, I also did not like uh, Anthony Ray Parker. Uh, that's more so, I feel like, how the character was written. The guy that played Morgan. The performance, I feel like, just didn't help because he was all over the place, all over too. All the place. Well, I, and I already said my piece about... I, but I, I won't her. I won't okay, give it to fine. her. So give it to... The him. detective, Jerome Ehrlers. Yeah. I don't think anybody else was... I'm sorry, what was that? I don't think anybody else had enough substance or had enough to do. I think people had plenty to do, it's just they weren't as bad as others. Um, score time for the Marine. Marine won. Uh, you score this one first and then I'll do the I'm giving next. it a f- three. I was going to say, the number about the X in your mouth is already going to be way too high. 45. <laughs> you said a three? A three. I'm also giving it a three. Uh, it's an inauspicious start. <laughs> Which leads us into the Marine 2. So, the Marine 2 I knew nothing about, except that Ted DiBiase was in it. And I honestly, at a certain point, thought like it was just a continuation. Didn't know it was different characters, different setup. You know, fuck it, whatever. And then we see the opening credits, like we already said, like... Motherfucker, Michael Rooker is in this? Like, this yeah. is a, literally the year before The Walking Dead starts. Maybe. And not like Michael Rooker also wasn't already, like, a person, you know. Uh, also, Tamura Morrison, fucking Boba Fett is in this. And it's like, who, wait, why are you guys having to do this movie? I know. They need money, man. This Look. movie was so much worse than the first movie. I know, but can I just read my note real quick? The previews for this are more interesting than the last movie because it shows a preview for 12 rounds, which is the movie John Cena did instead of this one. <laughs> what bad marketing. And then I said Ted DiBiase is immediately less charismatic and interesting than John Cena. Oh, uh, uh, I just don't like to look at there's him. No- <laughs> and those are my notes. So there's no... Ted DiBiase is the LVP of this movie. He's just by a bad. Cut. And there, there are two other really, really bad actors in this movie. But about it takes about eight minutes to see why he was not a fucking star. So for mm-hmm. those of you that are listening to this that are just movie fans, uh, a very quick, quick, very quick. A quick? A quick, a quick, quick. high level over. No, a quick, a fuck. <laughs> a quick high level overview of Ted DiBiase. Uh, in the 80s, one of the greatest wrestling characters of all time was the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. He was a bad guy who just could buy anything that he wanted. He tried to buy the world title. Mm-hmm. It was played by one of the most like greatest performers of his time, Ted DiBiase. And he had a kid named Ted DiBiase Jr. Who he had other children. They are mean even less than Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, who became a professional wrestler in the late 2000s and uh, was part of a second or third generation stable of wrestlers called Legacy with Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes. That just shows you right there between those two names. How did Ted DiBiase turned out? But all the focus was initially on him and that this is our next superstar guy. He's got the look. He's got the personality. He's got the pedigree. Like, there was, like, this is the guy to break yeah. the Undertaker's streak. This is the guy to win multiple world titles. And it just never fucking clicked. And he was out of the company, I want to say, two or three years after this movie came out. Yeah, that this movie's why. Because... And he, just, he just couldn't deliver a promo, especially compared to the people around well, especially him. Especially compared to his dad. His dad and was his a great dad promo. Was and the then best this. One. And who was going to fucking tell me he didn't ever want to pay his fucking taxes? You fucking bunch of crooks up in Mississippi. 
He so also, maybe he should have learned that. He also got into some things. The, he the, just the, got, like, evicted from his house yeah, the, or something. The DiBiase family was involved in some kind of, like, shady, like, tax Ponzi scheme thing at some point. Yeah, that's point. how I he had a million dollars. That's how Ted DiBiase Sr. got a million dollars. I think it was all Ted's kids. I don't think Ted yeah, no, himself was involved No, it wasn't Ted. It was the kids, including Ted DiBiase Jr. Junior. So you could go fuck yeah, yourself if you listen to this. About eight minutes in, you just see, like, you're not a star. Here's the sad part. He was somehow not as bad as I was expecting him to be for about the first half of the movie. I was still, he was the first anybody I wrote down for LVP. No, was... And then you're fucking right on the money. As soon as he had to start making certain facial expressions, I was like, oh. Every cool. facial expression that was supposed to be him, he like, farting? Cons- like, yes. What? I was like, I was like, does Ted need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, do we need a cut? He like, couldn't run properly. <laughs> Every time he ran, is like your I actions are. That's he- the problem in these movies is that like the running, like they wanted to capture like the grace of like their moving masculine bodies, and it's these like, guys are used that's to running how it's gonna run. back and forth between ropes. Like they don't run that far. I don't think I've ever seen The Miz run that far. Definitely not Ted DiBiase. Cena, yeah. Cena runs down to the ring. Like, oh, I've yeah, seen yeah, Cena yeah. run Cena hundreds yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Miz doesn't fucking door. hit the ropes. DiBiase doesn't run the ropes, and they're having to run through mud. Yeah. It's a miracle they didn't fucking break their ass. Man. The movie, right there, away. And there were so many weird cuts and effects in this. I felt like I was watching an R-rated version of, like, an NCIS. Or, like, a CSI. Like, yeah, it felt yes. like a CBS. It sure did. R-rated, shitty movie. So, you know, like, there's been, like, ads for that um, Fantasy Island show? Yes. I feel like this is that Film on that Fantasy Island, Island. So, the, this one is different. So, the first one is... Um, they just happen to be at the gas station same time. These and they like kid- jewelry. They, they take the car. Yeah, and kidnapped. she's in the car and she gets. Kidnapped. This time they are at like a resort that the girl that the wife like helps run and works at for well, some no, billionaire guy. She's the PR rep for the billionaire guy. Sure, it's its grand opening, and these like terrorists essentially the people who live there. So this is in Thailand. Sure. And I'm glad you were paying attention. The people. So this took place in Thailand and. The uh, billionaire like took the land and is was made this resort that was, you know, run off of all natural power. Like they use like the volcano, they use the water, they use the air. Like they didn't have any electricity really. It was all like self sustaining. And in order to do that, he cut the rest of the island off from this power. And so like the 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 natives were uh, they. They became terrorists to try to get it all back. Sorry, I'm not doing that at your recap. Oh. You did a good job at that. Oh, thanks. It's just, I, I don't give a fuck about watching that in a movie. I just mm. don't. This movie is so boring. I don't care about mercenaries and Thailand and all of it. It just yeah. well, stunk. And the right. whole time I was like, why is any of this right. happening? This well, is such a, the nice, a shitty setup. And then they had the nice like throwaway line, like, yeah, our 24-hour armed guards up here in the tower. <laughs> and then that night right they had like a fireworks thing, and then the perfectly timed explosion blows them up. Here's the other thing, and here's the, the note that I had been looking for earlier. I was like, especially when like the thing blows up and like they're trying to take over the hotel... Teddy Bassey just looked so scared and like he had no idea what was going on, but he's a and Marine. So that's what I was, so I think that's what I was kind of mentioning earlier about like it tackles the like, issues because the opening scene is him in Iraq or some Middle Eastern country, you know, taking out bad guys and a kid 
gets you know caught in the crossfire, like, gets fr- like innocent uh, bystander caught in uh, crossfire, and like he tries to save him. And I think like one or two times throughout the movie, he has like this flash of this image of him yeah. having it happen, like. Had he shown, had it been like Chase yesterday in Paw Patrol the movie, where it actually impeded or impacted him at any moment to like move the story along, then I would have been worth it. But no, he just, like you said, looked scared. And it wasn't like he saw a flash of like, oh my God, is this going to happen again? Yeah. No, he just looked like he was fucking well, shit in his pants and, and the explosion was too loud. I think it would have carried more weight had they had children at the resort and children were getting caught in the crossfire. Sure. To that would have made more sense. No, that would have been a through we just line. Had, we just had random people that were given no background except right. the billionaire asshole who ended up being like an okay guy once everything kind of right. shook out. Right. Like, um, like, so had they had some gravitas to it or they had a through line that made sense then I think that would have been good um there wasn't and to your point there were a lot mm -hmm. of different like effect and edit like swipes Mm -hmm. that you're the marine too let's direct the dvd yeah and cut and next scene and cut like just don't reinvent the fucking wheel because you're going to distract me from what you're trying to do and you're going to make me think I'm watching something better and I'm going to get mad that you're trying to think that you're better than what you are and then the whole hostage thing like really pissed me off too like when they're on the air and Michael Rooker's character is like don't watch this kid. I'm like, he's a fucking Marine. What do you mean don't watch it? (laughs) You never seen somebody get beheaded? The opening scene was him shooting two dudes with one bullet. Like, like he's a fucking marine. Why shouldn't he watch it? And, and then I know that sounds cool. What I just said: two guys getting shot with one bullet. It was inadvertent. No, well, no, <laughs> <laughs> that that number one. But also, it was at that. It was around like the middle of the movie where I was like, I'm gonna give the first movie a better score because at le- like for all its faults, that movie tried and failed to have fun. This is so unfun. It's so pointless. And it's R. Fucking use it. Like, blow shit up. Make it gory. Make it ridiculous. Well, it was a fucking limp penis R. It was terrible. It was bad. And I think when they said, you know, the Marine 2, they meant two Marines. But then I realized that Michael Worker wasn't a Marine. So I was like, so he also just served in the military? Like, I just wasn't sure. And then, great of each movie, there's just more and more Marines. And that's just the military, that's the military's job. You guys are the fucking military. Like, I don't understand. But what pissed me off about this lead woman, I know you said, oh, I don't like to give it to the yeah. lead women. What pissed me off about her is, like, they tried to give her so much. Like, she was, you know... The one who, they went on the vacation here to the resort. She's wearing that skimpy nightdress when she was on the video call with him. Who the fuck she wearing that shit for when he's still overseas? Right? Whatever. And then they're like, about the hostage, she's like, they're separatists. It's like, why is she giving so much to do? Like, how she knows so much? And that's writing. That, that's... She's given so much to do, and she doesn't do a good job delivering any of it. And then when I'm she's not... consoling the other woman, and oh, they're with the mercenaries. I'm not saying she's good. There's no way she's as bad as Ted DiBiase. I mean... I mean, he, I have two other... He I... had a blank... He was just blank. There were no expressions. Yes. Yeah, he's the star! I he's know. the Marine! Nobody's gonna be as bad as him, but she also wasn't... She didn't do any favors to this. Like, honestly, I feel like if... I, I think Michael Rooker's the MVP. Oh, Michael Rooker's by far the MVP. Because without a him, country mile. I, couldn't, I couldn't watch this Again, movie. Again, my, my, the same thing I wrote for Robert, Robert Patrick and my notes was, I mean, come on. But 
when he shows up, I'm like, why yeah. is Rooker in this? And he's a good guy too. I was expecting Rooker to be the bad guy. I know. Just, just, just a bunch of like militants. Just Michael Rooker. Just, yeah, I was in the neighborhood, so you know, I just showed up. Yeah, exactly. But to make it, he's the only semblance of fun. At yes. some point, you get, and, to, and that's him. Right. Unfortunately, still having to play. Way down, way down for his talent. But I also think that the woman was not very good too, because like when she thought, when she thought he got exploded, the husband got exploded to DBSC. Oh, she, which time? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he, they're the luckiest sons of bitches ever. But she had like no reaction. I mean, like it was like her bird just died. Like I'd be guttural. Like if something. <laughs> but I like want that my happened. bird. I want my um, bird. There were two. But, um, there was no blood in the water when he stabbed the guy. Yeah. The near the end of the movie, like once he's finally oh, like back oh, in the oh, hotel. Oh yes. There's a two on one. That's my best. I was just laughing. Muay Thai that, fight scene to I bad techno music. It's it's hilarious. And it it's resembled a, a dance. I think that I had gotten high without taking any drugs. It's a miracle. If you I don't want to take drugs, but you want to get high, watch this movie because you're gonna see the scene and you're gonna be like, did I just get high? Because I think that they just had a choreographed fight scene and. I think it's the worst fight scene I've ever seen in movie what history. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it is the worst fight scene I've ever seen in a movie, I think. It's so unbelievable watching Ted DiBiase try to do these things. Yeah, I mean, like, he's and not that good of a wrestler. Why did they think he was going to be a good actor? So, Randy Orton was supposed to do this movie three different times. Yeah, All but three Randy of these Orton got dishonorably discharged from the Marines, so they weren't going to let him do and this. And they forgot that every movie. So, he was supposed to be the original Marine, and they went with Cena instead. They're like, okay, we'll just do it for the Marine 2. Don't worry about it. I'm like, nah, eh, we'll do DBS. And finally, for the Marine 3, are like, it's you. And at that point, they're like, oh, yeah, this motherfucker just, like, deserted. We can't do this. So then the Miz got it. Uh, I don't think Orton would have been any better. <laughs> Randy Orton in 2009 would have sucked. Maybe now we can handle it, but not but in 2009. I think Randy Orton plays much better as a bad guy. So I don't think that this would have translated well. I think he has more fun when he's Oh, sure, of course, yeah, yeah. As well. That's why I think John Cena is so good when he's doing, like, humorous movies and stuff like that, because, like, that's, like, he, he always plays a baby face, you know? Yeah. Like, that's him. So. All these movies are going to have a swerve for no reason, so, like, the diplomat guy. <gasps> the who diplomat. Was, who, was another, who was another LVP candidate, because he always was talking in the worst, like, inflection. Like, the tone of his voice was always, and it's like, all right, we need you to be dramatic in this scene. And he's just like kind of laissez-faire. It just, just was bad. And then he gets blown up for no fucking Another swerve. They're all going to kill the hostages and themselves. So and he, Ted DiBiase looks constipated. And then you always have to have the, the explosions and the water jump. And, the and water then jump. you're going to have a false. His, broke his wrist. That was kind of gnarly. That, was, that the only, was gnarly. that was the only thing in the movie that was like R was he had to he like. Broke his Broke wrist. his wrist out of handcuffs. And, like, and then you see like the tendons and stuff in his arm. And then he re- Breaks it Bro- back. Broke it back, and then he was fine. Yeah, and then it was, was like nothing happened. Then he's able just to kill like dozens of bad guys at the at I the have a weird notice. question, yes. because um, I noticed this kind of... So obviously he broke his left hand, I think, and he's right-handed, so a lot of what he did was right-handed. Mm-hmm. John Cena's left-handed, though. Does handedness make a difference in the wrestling ring? Yes, it does. Uh, that's, so that's my weird question. I wrote it down. I was like, that's interesting because I never really noticed what wrestlers, because how many times do you see wrestler right? Yeah, like, you never you, see wrestler right because half of them don't know how. It's a great question, and it's yeah. unfortunately one of my, like, blind spots is, like, oh. some of the, uh, like, Easter egg psychology of stuff. To my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, 
you're always going to work the non-dominant side of the individual. So let's say in a, in a match, you're going to you're going to focus on the arm. Like the 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 bad guy has a uh, arm bar as a submission. He wants to weaken the arm of his opponent. If the guy would throw right-handed punches, he would work on the left arm so that way it makes sense for the baby face to make the comeback with the side that hasn't been hurt. But if somebody is a southpaw and like is throwing left-handed punches, like you do have a bit of a different dynamic because like the person's not used to working on that side. So there is some things that that happen because of that. Okay, that's uh, but I just never noticed that. Like oh, I that's never interesting. ever Well, I that. always notice handedness is is important to me and I know like in some sports it's better if you are left-handed, you know, like mm-hmm. Um, in fencing, sure. if you fence left-handed, it's actually an advantage, and you can't play polo or highlight left-handed. So I just think it's always interesting, and I never, I didn't, it never occurred to me that handedness would impact mm-hmm. anything in the ring. But I was like, it must because of that, yeah. because it impacts like when you're pitching. You know, some people can't pitch to left-handed batters, sure. yeah. like they just can't in 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 baseball or softball yeah. and stuff like that. This so. is more thought. That was put into any of these movies. Yeah. Well, we just put it into this. Well, I was just asking because I thought it no, was. No, 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 no. Like, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. No, it's a, it's a great I question. Was great. No, I was giving you props and that. I'm so smart. Thanks. Let's not go crazy. Um, but yeah, every every final fight has to have a false finish where you think the bad guy's dead and he's not, so that he really gets killed. And then, like we talked about, we have that kitschy line, and then credits, no wrap up of anything else. Everyone's alive, so fuck you. You don't need to know any other backstory. Yeah, and he still had a fucking broken wrist. And he still had a fucking broken wrist. You don't have to fucking uh, When in Rooker MVP, we're going dead, dead, Ted DiBiase LVP. Yeah. Because honestly, I think this movie would have been equal to the first one if you at least had somebody capable in that part. Well, yeah, but I did that's like... Not a, that's not a... That's not a a review you yes. put on the fucking box, now, but... I did like the story of this one better. Sure. Like, I liked, I liked sure. the story of this one I'll better. Of them, I'll like, going to one. the tropical thing and everything. Maybe because I'm a huge fan of Law and Order SVU, and like you said, this was like a Law and Order episode. So it, maybe it was sure. that. I'll, I'll I did like the, the, the story of it, but yeah, Ted DiBiase was definitely like a wet mop. For yep. sure. And you just didn't give a lot of people anything to do. Like, like you have fucking the guy that is Boba Fett, and that's what you're going to do with him, really. And, like, all the other guys, all the other, like, background villains, like his brother and, like, some of the mercenaries and stuff are just totally pointless. Just, yeah. just fucking amoebas. Um, score for Marine 2. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 2. Oh, wow. I was going to give it a uh, 2 as well. Yeah, it's definitively worse. Than the Marine one. Yeah. Now I think we're going to get into some disagreements. The Marine 3 home front. I think about 20 minutes in, I was like, this hasn't offended me. Like, this is kind of fine. I thought it was so boring. So that's its ultimately its biggest fault. So boring. Is that it's. And I hated so that ver- voiceover. 
I hated the beginning when he's telling the whole fucking exposition story. I was like, is this a fucking episode of like Once Upon a Time? It was just a commercial for the Marine Corps. That's all it was. It's a long ass voiceover from the Miz. I just talking about the Marines. It really set the stage, you know. And then it was and then it was a long credit sequence with the Miz sitting on a bus and a country song playing. I was like, I hated this is not a rough this is a bad start. Hated the music. Music was bad. It was bad. Music was bad. Lily is Lily. And then, all right, I've been waiting, actually, this is my favorite Marine movie, because I get to talk about this. I've been waiting. No way in hell. I don't care if you're the busiest fucking bank in Seattle. (laughs) No fucking way do you have that much fucking money in the teller drawers. Especially just the top drawer, because they didn't say nothing about the bottom drawer, so they wouldn't go in there. No way you have that much money. Everybody in that building getting fired. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 100% getting fired. Yeah. Everybody over their limits. They're like, tell the tellers empty their drawers, and there's like 150 grand out on the floor all of a sudden. <laughs> That's just something they burned. That's that. just something they burned. They had, it was double that, because they burned half. It was bad. And why the fuck you burn? The bank's insured they're going to get that. They're just going to print more money. So I, I wrote, I was totally fine with this bank robbery. Like, it seemed like a good... Bank robbery in a movie? Yeah. Right up until they I made me believe any, all that money was in the drawers. I didn't really have anything anything uh, bad They're to say. all fucking um, fired. Yeah, it's until that happened, you know? I was fine. Oh, he stopped working out. Um, I, I was fine with it until, until, you know, that egregious error. But... Because they didn't do anything in the bank other than stand there. And there are banks that look like that. Like, oh, of you course, know, yeah. Whatever. In big but cities like, and stuff. Yeah. Even though that's a small little town. No, that was in Seattle, you said. Oh, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's that's in Bridgetown, yeah. Right, you said that it was in Seattle. Because I was like, in Bridgetown? I said, that would have been even worse. At City Hall, too? What? (laughs) That's so much fucking money. (laughs) Uh, I also, so, I've already talked about many of the things I liked opposed to the other two movies in this one. So, yes, this movie is, it gets progressively worse and sillier. Yeah. But I still think it's miles better than the previous two. But I think it's just because it's pre- it's very dull. It's so paint by numbers. It's just kind of boring. But it leans into itself being art, at least for the language. Getting to hear the Miz say fuck a bunch was like, hell yeah. Yeah, like, that it, was like, good. Like there was actual like piss and vinegar in this one. And that yeah. like it was believable that characters were yelling like get the fuck off of me and don't fucking do this. Right, like right. they leaned into right, we're an already right. movie. They Let's fucking it, sound like they it. They made it a little more authentic feeling. Yeah. But it was absolutely absurd. And I did. I hated the two stories Telling the two separate stories, and then they're going to converge, and then this is how they converge. I didn't like that at all. Because you show the story of him coming home for a visit for a week, and then he gets into a bar fight, and he pisses uh, everybody I know. off. Of course it's... He does all this. But then at the same time, you're seeing this other person who's unrelated, doing other shady-ass shit, and then you're like, okay, how does this connect? And then it does, because then he kidnaps the sister. It's like, oh... Okay, great. It's always circumstance for the Marine. He just kind of falls into it. Mm-hmm. Um, when his friend, the birth, the love child of Hangman Adam Page and Dolph Ziggler hanging out. Um, that, that's true. But I, I, again, I prefer all that stuff where, like, he's kind of a fuck up. Well, I think like he he comes back and yeah. it, he, like he's been you know fighting this war or he's only home for a couple weeks and he doesn't know how to act with his friends he doesn't know how to act with his family and like their new uh, their new significant others he viciously beats the fuck out of this guy in a misunderstanding at the bar like 
yeah, he's kind of screwing up. I mean, I hate that the movie's just like, yeah, screw up, go fix his problem uh, from another... Can we get just one goddamn decent FBI diplomat cop character in these Swerve. fucking movies? No, no the, the, I was waiting for the swerve for that Wells guy to be like involved with them in the whole place. No, he's just a shithead at his job. Well, I got, I got, and it doesn't come back at a certain point. I got some, I got some swerves. Hang on, give me some swerves. So, well, yeah, like the FBI was involved. I, I, that came out. Of well, no, but that was, but that was a like a double agent. That was a yeah. guy on the inside. I was okay with that. It no, wasn't no. like, hey, surprise! Like, I'm the actually. The FBI was there, right? There's the creepy, rapey guy. Uh, yes, there was. Uh, and another one, or not? An undercover agent. And then they were discovered. The drama. Swerve, they discover the feds. Swerve, the Mrs. Mad. Swerve, the best friend betrays him. You didn't, you didn't the tell... The feds seem sorely outmatched here. Swerve, the BFF gives him a gun. You didn't tell me you had the official Marine 3 timeline uh, yeah. a synopsis from the writer himself I did. on your phone. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck. The FBI agent is dead and the kids are roaming free on the boat. <laughs> this smells like trouble. Yep. Trouble. Why are you... How many rounds are in that fucking gun? How old are you making these notes? They sound like my mother's notes. Oh, my God. I... And the soul patch. That's my... I hated that little... The little soul patch on the boyfriend. Hated it. I just hated the boyfriend. I hated the boyfriend. Hated that soul patch on the boyfriend. So... The movie's another fifty-year-old little sister. How old is that lady? <laughs> she doesn't have her age on IMDb. I looked it up because <laughs> I was like, "How old is she supposed to be?" Like, she looks like she's in her early forties, but I think we're supposed to believe she's like in her early twenties. That seems incorrect. I, I'm just telling you, that's that's the gist I got. I have no other answer because, like, they always talk about, oh, he's a good kid, about uh, Darren, the boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, the Miz is in his early thirties. So if you're saying he's a good kid, then he's got to be, you know, like 21, 22. But there's no way that his sis- the sister is. And if it is, then I'm sorry, lady. You just look old. And that's why you're probably not getting a lot of good work. Because you have to do movies like Marine, Marine 3 Homefront. Um, it was nice that there was no swerve, that the, ga- the good guy was a bad guy, the bad guy was a good guy. I think she's... About our age, she graduated from uh, Tisch School of the Arts in 2007. Waste of money. <laughs> Tisch, is not, Tisch is not cheap. <laughs> in 2007. She graduated, yeah, so she's a couple years, so she's in her mid-30s. So in this, this was made in the early, uh, okay, so yeah, so she was in her early 20s. Doesn't look it. Sorry, toots. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, that good. Uh, Tisch meth. Um... It was good also to not have like this big anticlimactic, you know, fight scene between this Marine and, you know, Neil McDonough's character was more so definitely like a, a philosophical, you know, uh, man who has principles type. Like he's not going to win in a fucking fist fight with a Marine. Even though he was able to gun down they got the weapons. 50 FBI agents, it seems fucking. like, with all the cool first-person perspective cop shots, which were totally unnecessary. If I wanted to, do, to see that, I'd just go fucking put it on a Call of Duty game. Um, but instead, we got a bomb. We got a bomb we got to take care of a instead. A bomb in a car. Um, 
what I, I don't know what this note means, but we have a bomb, but it's his sister's. Oh, no. As I was like, like all the differences, like, oh, we don't have the big, like, hand-to-hand combat final fight. We have to get rid of this bomb instead. Oh, he had no re- reunion with his wife to make out. He just gets to hug both of his sisters. But to quote Ground- Groundhog Day, anything different is good. <laughs> like, I'll take anything different compared to what the yeah, first two were. Yeah, but it was also completely, completely outside the realm of possibility. 45 seconds, this bomb's going to go off, and he drives it. Starts in the middle of town. Through the middle of town, through here, to here. All this happens in less than 45 seconds. Like, he... And none none of the people in town understand sirens. So he had that working against him. Where no one moved out the way. (laughs) He's swerving. He's just swerving. Every direction to avoid it. Almost gets into an accident, and managed to still... Have the bomb explode safely. And then he walks out of the fireball. Because Marines can't fucking die. What do they give you at the Marine Corps? Like, do they... like is Super it, serum, I think. Like, do they? No. Like, for real? No, they give because you... none of the Marines die. They give you a sense of, none this of is the only place close. that you can go because you're probably a fuck-up in your regular life and a haircut. <laughs> That's what they give you in the Marines. But really, if you are... A thank Marine, you for your service. You and you served in any branch, thank you for your service. Yeah, thank we you for your service. We appreciate all you do. This is a comedy podcast. Get over it. Yeah. I like to see you do all this shit. (laughs) John Cena and Ted DiBiase and The Miz are doing. Um, Who's your MVP? Oh, man. I have two nominees. The Miz is one of my nominees. Oh, man. He probably is not going to be who I go with because... No. I thought he was really good... When he was just like a brother coming home, right? Like I thought he was very oh, good. When he was being a douchebag white no, boy. No, I thought he. Had... Oh, like when he went back to his roots. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> the Miz. My Miz has gone to Parma, Ohio. Um, yeah, he's from Ohio, so he's like your brethren, and he got his start on, on the real world, the New real York. World, New York. Being accidentally racist as shit because he'd never accidentally like accidentally on purpose. We well, just didn't know he didn't back know then. Any better yeah. because who knows anything in there's Ohio. no black people in Parma, Ohio. I've been to Parma. I can attest. <laughs> um, and, and then just grown up into like one of the greatest wrestling performers of his generation. He really is. It's incredible to watch and like have seen him like like grow into this grow and like. We, I saw, I remember watching him on the real world. So do I. To see him now, because he's still an active wrestler and he still yeah. is amazing. And I think that's the thing too. Like he does such great promos, and I think that's also the difference. Like when if you're ranking like the Marines, right? And John Cena, Ted DiBiase, and the Miz, it's like, you know, I I don't think I ever heard Ted DiBiase do a promo. <laughs> like I don't think I ever heard him speak except to go like. Legacy. Yeah. Or <laughs> hey, worth the shield. Nexus. Legacy. Didn't they do like Nexus? Oh, he was no, he, he was, wasn't that's in Nexus. totally different. Um, but I, I get like, I, the point you know, you're making like, is 100 percent correct. The, that the Miz cuts great promos. He knows how to talk. Well, Cena Cena's one of the greatest promos of all time. Cena as well. is insane. But the Miz to me was the best of the three in his individual performance because when he was not having to be the Marine 
and just be like a guy around a table with his two sisters and his brothers, I thought his line delivery was really natural, and I thought that he seemed to have potential as an actor. I think he as also soon got, as he had to be the marine is where he lost it I with me. I think he also got to do a little bit of his personality in those in that in those scenes. Yeah, I think that he also got to put some of his personality personality in there, and I think that's because they've made. Two other ones, right? And so they and kind learn of their lesson, learn yeah. their lesson. Because had John Cena been in this, I think I would have been a little more forgiving to his to, to his character and the way that it was portrayed. But I just didn't feel like he got to do mm-hmm. anything. Here, I think you're right. Yes, the Miz did get to do. So he's one of my two nominees. Ultimately... No, it's Neil McDonough. It's Neil McDonough. Uh, which... Each movie, the most valuable player in the movie is like the oh, the one. season. Uh, not the villain, because Michael Rooker's not the villain. Oh yeah, the but like actor. the 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 actor, like the guy that the shows actor. up to do his job and does it well. The actor. <laughs> that was. Uh, I wish he got more. Like he gets like two or three like monologues where like you get I to really see like. I really like the monologues though. I, I like the one where he's t- talking to the sister. I like the one where he's talking to the sister a lot. It was really he's foreboding. And like, I also like the, like how he performed in the bank robbery. Like he was really quiet and the look of like that see-through mask was creepy. He, he does a really good I job. He does. He yeah. always is good in whatever he does. And, um, has he been previously recognized on this podcast? I don't think so. I don't Let think, me look quickly. Look, I don't, I don't think, think he has. have seen a lot of things with him in it. I, I mean, I feel like I've seen tons with him. It might just be Well, I think a lot of his TV shows, too. Yeah, because we haven't done. Yeah, no, no, no. We, this is the first for him. First yeah, for we have. So far. Well, maybe. I don't know. We could have a multi-time here in a second. Um, so LVP, I have three. Uh, the guy that plays Darren was yeah, just the Soul Patch Kid. The Soul Patch Kid just I didn't like Soul Patch kid. immediately angered me with like his body language and his tone. It ends up being like an okay guy. Sure. Again, that was like the, another swerve in this one. Swerve. But he, oh, I left that one out. He was a definition of like acting to me because like when he has to like be emotional <laughs> or, or or yell, yeah, like yell out for his for his girlfriend. I just didn't fucking buy it. Um, I also did not like, uh, oh, I gotta fucking get it because my phone just died. Um, I did not like, uh, Wells, the FBI guy who I already mentioned, but also I didn't like, he was only in one scene, so it can't be him, but, uh, the dude that Neil McDonough shoots that are like, like trading the guns or the explosives for, it's our old friend Teach Grant back again. Fucking Teach Grant. Teach dude. Grant has been the MVP in Leprechaun Origins, another WWE Studios movie, and he was the LVP in It Chapter Two. Uh, so one of the rare uh, MVP and LVP uh, performers. He was doing what I can only like. He was doing like a weird Southern accent. Wait, who? I'm so sorry. He was who? The guy in the bank vault. No, 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 no. The guy, the guy that McDonough shoots in the head that they see to start like the whole movie, essentially. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and the whole time I'm like, yeah, he had a weird. I'm like, I really hate this podcast now because I can recognize Teach Grant and things. You didn't recognize him before. That's what I'm saying. I hate this podcast, and now I can recognize Teach Grant at the drop of a hat. And I was like, I'm gonna look this up, but I know it's him. I don't even need to look it up. I know it's him. Yeah, it's him. 
Uh, no, I wanted to give it to the fucking Darren guy. The Darren guy sucked. Yeah, he was bad. He's very annoying. Uh, let me look up that actor's name. He kept reminding me of Daniel Brühl in the face, but without any of the acting ability. And also, like, he's American. Jeff C. Ballard. He's Canadian, actually. What's his name? Jeff C. Ballard. Oh, that's such a Canadian name. Fuck him. He ends on shit. No, this is all he did. I'm, just, I'm not even giving the C. It's Jeff Ballard to me, not Jeff C. Ballard. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Broke motherfucker. Aren't those free? Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. Nobody's interested enough. You have enough references to get on a Wikipedia He's page. He's the same age as us. Well, ain't living better than me. Fuck you. Anything else on the Marine 3 home front? No. Absolutely no. Did, did I was able to sway you that this was not the worst, that this is actually the best of the three? I'm still not convinced. I still hate them all. Like, I'm so, I'm going to reserve my judgment. We've wasted so much time things. watching these three movies. I know. And we're only halfway done. I know. Like, I'm going to reserve my so, judgment until we watch the other three, and then I'll tell you. So, last year, when I won this bet, we had to watch eight Leprechaun movies. We sure did. And... There was hope in those. No, because, there wasn't any fucking well, hope. Well, no, because at least you had, like, they were whore, and at least you had the tongue-in-cheek humor. And, like, by this point, we Leprechaun 3 was, like, the best one. Like, you know, like, we were having some fun. Nah, These nah. are not fun. I have we, high we hopes. We were not having any fun. I have high hopes. It got... A 2.75, a 2.5, a 3.75, a 1.5, a 1.5, a 1.5, a 1, okay. and a 4.5. I just look at it with fond memories. Um, I have high hopes for the Marine 5. Because when you throw Boat Alice and Curtis Axel and Heath Slater and Naomi up in this bitch and Maurice. Like, that's going to be so stupid. It's going to be great. It's not Maurice. It's Summer Rae. No, Summer Rae is the fourth one. Mm. Uh, and I already know. I already know one thing that happens because of a, an internet wrestling video in the Marine Four, and I can't wait for it. it that's going to be worth all of it, right, right. then there. Uh, cool. What's your score for Marine Three? What you have I to score don't this one know. first. Hang on. Um, I guess I'm gonna. Um, yes, Luigi. What are you gonna give it? I guess I'm gonna give it. A... You swayed me. I think I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. The same as the first one. For me, at least. I'm going to give it a four. I was almost going to give it a four and a half. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I can't do it in good conscience. So, so far, the orders of Marine movies go three, one, two. I think, I think that's, that's I fair. Think that's correct. But we'll the scores the are three, two, and three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, not a good start for the Marines. Next week, we will tackle the Marine 4 moving target, the Marine 5... Battleground and the Marine Six close quarters, and then we'll get back to fucking watching something else. <laughs> yes, uh, please. So cannot wait for. Uh, but until then, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com/slash arcadeaudio for bonus content from both this show and the entire Arcade Audio family. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies at gmail.com. Let's know you think of the show. For me personally, at your host, Mall38 on Instagram for my show, Box and Friends. Whenever I have enough stuff in the many, many things I collect that I've just recently bought, I show them off with a guest and we raise money for charity. It's a lot of fun. 
arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. I'm watching every pay-per-view in the history of the WWE Network. And when this episode is airing, it is Survivor Series 1994 featuring Chuck Norris, baby, who I want to see in a Marine movie. Uh, that's it for me, Samantha. At Jam with your Sam on Instagram and social media. And uh, yeah, that's it. That is it. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. We talked about three Marine movies for an hour and 20 minutes. I feel like a fucking boss hit me. Yeah, I'm, I have to go to bed. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I have to go to sleep right now. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.